Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is 410 here in the station, 71 degrees, and uh, sunny outside. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Um, you can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. Been waiting for a while. Charles from Scott on cars. Charles, you there? Charles? Charles has been on hold for a while, so. Charles going once? Going twice, Charles? Charles, Charles from Scott Township, you there? I apologize for that, Charles. You were waiting for a while. Um, so Biden gave uh, a speech, and we're going to talk about a few of them today. But he was touting the economy at Prince George Community College in Maryland on Thursday when he made this latest blunder, and it really raised a lot of eyebrows for our communities of color and our veterans. I'm going to play you what, what was said, if I can get it up here. You may remember my predecessor promised to be the greatest job president in history. Well, it didn't really work out that way. He lost 2 million jobs over the course of his presidency. 2 million. Now, we'll just stop it there for a minute. We all know that COVID happened, right? So that's a disingenuous dig right there. But that's not the worst thing he said during this speech. We created 13, we've created 13.4 million new jobs. We not only recovered all the jobs we lost during the pandemic, we've added millions more. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, the workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate in 70 years for women now. You know, by the way, when I got elected, I promised I wanted an administration to look like America. I got more women in the cabinet than any president has ever in history. I got more women... More women than men in the cabinet. So, good job. You have more women than men in your cabinet. That's a great thing. But did the president just equate that black people, Hispanic people, and veterans don't have high school diplomas? First of all, does he realize that during the military you need a high school diploma or a GED? Now, in the transcript that came out after for them to correct what he said— they they said that he meant to say African-Americans, Hispanic, veterans, and those without high school diplomas. Is, isn't that just, just as bad? I mean, you're lumping them into the same category. You know, why would you group that category together to begin with? And this isn't the first time he's made gaffes. Is, is this a gaffe? Do we even call this a gaffe? I mean, it's pretty much what he had. And even if even if he stuck to the script where they're saying now that that end was in there, it um, it doesn't make it any better. 
doesn't make it any better at all. And he's being ripped um, after he inferred that African-American, Hispanic workers and veterans don't have high school diplomas. Now, they're calling it a gaffe, but according to that transcript, like he said, they, they're trying to add that end. But even if that end is in there and those without high school diplomas, why would you lump that group together? And how do communities of color, our veterans, support this person? Now, I understand he's not writing this stuff. So if your stance is, well, he's just reading what's put in front of him. Well, he's the guy then. You know, I'm sorry. You know, he's the guy that everybody wants to point to and says everything's good, everything's fine. And we're, we're going to talk more of his doozies later in the show. But how, how, do, how do people support this? I mean, not only the economy, not everything that everything's going on, but this is what he feels. This is how he feels. And he said things similar to this time and time again, especially directed to the African-American community, the black community, Hispanic community. But... He continually gets that support, but if you look at polls recently, he's starting to lose a lot of that support. Now, if you watch TV at all today, you had uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Jamal Bauman, uh, Jerry Nadler, all from New York, held a press conference in front of one of the migrant, illegal migrant processing centers and shelters. And it was basically taken over by chaos. They were shouted out by protesters. There were protesters on both sides. There were actually the mig- illegal migrants there also screaming at the protesters that were, te- that were saying that they should go back to the country they came from. The main stance here is the double down from Jerry Nadler and Representative Alexandria Castro-Cortez saying we need to rush to get them work permits. We need to make it so they could work here, so they could support themselves, so they don't become a burden on our cities. That's their answer to this. Their answer to the city spending billions of dollars, cities across America, the city, New York City in, in particular, cutting immediately 5% of their budget, it's going to be 15% of their budget for all agencies in New York City. Every single agency, the Department of Education, the Police Department, the Fire Department, Health and Human Services, every agency is going to have to cut them 50, 15%. They've cut 5% immediately already. The answer the federal government, because these are representatives from the federal government, these are representatives from the Biden administration. They are Democratic rep- representatives from New York City. Their answer is we have to rush through work permits so these illegal migrants can go right to work. Is that what the American public wants? Is that what you want? Is this a stepping stone to saying, all right, well, they've worked here for how many years? They should be able to vote on the policies that affect them. They pay taxes, so they should be able to vote. That's the normal progression that this works through. And it became an all-out mayhem with the police having to get involved. From, from when I stopped watching it, there were no arrests, but the police did get physical with some of the protesters pushing back. The protesters did get pretty uh, 
pretty uh, handsy with the, the with the police too. But the police, you know, and in my opinion, you, you don't you don't push back like that. So they were more restrained. The police being the police were, and, and I'm actually surprised at that. But they did keep the peace down there. But you could visibly see how shaken Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, uh, Jerry Nadler, Bauman, you know, I, I have zero I have zero respect for him. He's, he's a, he tries to play the bully tough guy act. He's a principal who ran his own school and ran for office down there. Was not very successful at what he did, but he's a representative now. But you could see visibly how shaken they were. You can, I, I can't play the audio of the uh, of their comp- press conference because of the cursing and the shouting over them, the bullhorns that they were basically shouted out. And uh, uh, I'm seeing through the text messages now that a lot of you saw that video. And if you didn't, please search it. Uh, I have it on my social media. You could see, watch it there. But I can't play it on the air because they were they were cursed out. They were shouted out, and they were shouted down. And people had valid concerns. There was a parent there who said, you know, my kids, I had to pay hundreds of dollars for school supplies. My kids uh, go to school. Their school system is being cut. The budget's being cut because of the migrants. The migrants are being given school supplies. They're being given free lunches. They're attending school without the need for vaccinations because they've been given waivers for all vaccinations. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about mumps, measles, and rubella and everything. Now, I remember when I moved here in 2004, my kid couldn't step foot in my local school district here in Northeast Pennsylvania till I proved that they had all the vaccinations, which they did, but they couldn't even step foot in school till they already had that in their hand. But in New York City, in one of the largest, if not the largest school district in the country, they're giving them waivers. They don't need them right now. So on top of us footing the bill, the big push today from representatives is we have to rush through a workers permit program and be very mindful, be very careful. The next step after that, because a lot of these Illegal migrants are using that asylum loophole, and that's their new talking point, by the way. That's the talking point of the progressives on the left. The Democrats have already put that memo out there. That the asylum system is a legal process written into our laws that they're following. So they're here legally because they're following the asylum system. But that our asylum system wasn't made for that. Our asylum system was to apply for asylum where you are. Or if you come here, and that hearing would happen immediately. But because the systems are so overwhelmed, there is no such thing. They're having a hearing five, six, seven years from now. It's being scheduled. And we talked about earlier in the week how they're not even, uh, they don't even know where half these people are. They've lost 130,000 unaccompanied minors. Just disappeared. So it's not the same asylum system that it used to be. It's not the system that was set up to where these hearings happen very quickly or they happen at our consulates over in these countries. And if they're approved, then they come here. Or if they're here already, they have the hearing quite rapidly, and it's either approved or denied. And only 89%, I should should say 89% of asylum seekers are denied. 
so that's their new talking point. They're all here legally because they're all checked the box for asylum on the app that the Biden administration already set up for them. Using this loophole, now they want work permits. Next, it'll be they pay taxes and they need to vote. It's 422 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the traffic and weather. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 427. When I said earlier, and, and I had time to look it up now to double check my numbers, when I said earlier that only that 85% of the people are denied uh, asylum, that apply for asylum, um, that is correct, but I want to give the exact details so you know, because I know the people are going to come in here and say, no, it's not. I read it was somewhere here or somewhere there. The grant rate was thir- was 50. Is normally this is fiscal year 2019. The grant rate is 15.31 percent are granted asylum out of all the people who've come to America during that year. The denial rate was 32 percent. Other rate is 11.2 percent. Other consists of abandonment, not adjudicated, arrested, and deported. There's there's a bunch of reasons for other. Administration closure rate is 0.3%, which means something other else happened. Percentage of no asylum application filed is 41.5%. That means these people disappeared. So the grant rate is 15.31%. The denial rate is 42%. Other rate is 11.2%. The percentage of no asylum application filed is 41.3%. These are people that just disappeared, never showed up for their court hearing, never did anything, so their asylum file was was canceled, and they are just simply here illegally. So those are the broken-down numbers before someone says, no, more people are granted asylum than you said they were. They're not. Those are the numbers. Let's, uh, let's go to the phone now. Let's see who's been on the way the longest. Let's go to David from Bloomsburg on New York City and Michigan. David. All right, really quick. After the First Amendment protest by the city residents today, the police were ordered to clear the sidewalks. And they're screaming back at them, why aren't you cleaning the sidewalks in our neighborhoods of all these illegal aliens? But you're forcing us that we have to clear the sidewalks. What hypocritical behavior was ordered today? You know, they can't even walk. They trip over bodies, you know, in their own neighborhoods. Where they're having the Hotel Roosevelt and their little gathering, they want the sidewalks cleared. It's selective enforcement, without a doubt. Selective enforcement. You know, and in in Michigan, not guilty verdicts for the three individuals that were supposedly accused of trying to kidnap uh, Governor Whitmore or Whitmire, however you say her name. You know, justice has failed as as portrayed. But nothing said about the FBI agents that that set them up to do that. (laughs) Back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Uh, I appreciate all the text messaging. And, and, you know, I I think most of us are all on the same page as far as, yes, our auto workers and and all workers out there participating in the economy deserve better. They deserve more. But are their demands too unrealistic this day and age with what we're all going through? And I understand they're going through it as well. But this is a commodity that we all use, that we all have, these cars. And um, America runs on its vehicles. It's just as simple as that. Unless you live in the, the, the cities where there's the, you know, the transportation where, you know, I know very few people now who have gone through life without cars. When I lived in New York City, there were quite a few to this day that still don't have cars. They're able to do that. 
I wish them the best in their negotiations, but this is exactly what this should be, negotiations. And uh, them striking and not talking is not doing that. There's always common ground that could be found, and I think they should be sitting down finding that. It's 4 o'clock here at the Rob O'Donnell Show. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 437, a song called Stand by a local artist, Nate Hosey. Appreciate him letting us use it. This is the time in the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 81 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice. Four from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start off with Patrolman Douglas H. Pyle, Parkersburg Borough Police Department in 1988, killed in a motorcycle accident while on duty, returning from police training. Police Officer James A. McHale Jr., Philadelphia Police Department, 1974, killed in an automobile accident on West River Drive near Strawberry Mansion Bridge. Police Officer August L. Labanez. Philadelphia Police Department in 1932 succumbed to a gunshot wound sustained one week earlier while attempting to stop a man who began shooting into a crowd of spectators at the intersection of 9th Street and Market Street. Sergeant Frank Parkhouse, Lackawanna Railroad Police Department, 1922, succumbed to two gunshot wounds received the previous day in Elmira, New York. He had uh, discovered two bottles of whiskey in a boxcar and was confiscating them when the owner of the whiskey Another railroad employee confronted him. The two men exchanged shots, and Sergeant Parkhouse was fatally wounded. The suspect was shot five times but survived. And those are four from our area in northeast Pennsylvania. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Joe from the Back Mountain on Biden. Joe. Yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. Listen, we know if you looked in the dictionary next to Lion's Sack of Blank, you would see Biden's picture. This guy is a psychopath. Anybody who's such an inveterate liar and lies constantly and fudges numbers and statistics and, ha- and events in history, he's got to be psychopathic. I mean, I, we had all the talk about, is Trump a psychopath? Or should he be evaluated? No, this is the guy that should be evaluated. He's out of his mind. But, and anybody who believes him is out of their mind. Okay, now, he's saying how he made a, added 13 million jobs. Like you said, the economy lost jobs because of COVID. It's only because of Trump's policies that the economy is doing anything right now. If we relied on Joe Biden's economics, we would be we we'd, we'd be in a recession. We just skirted a recession because the Fed was able to pull back the inflation without driving us into a recession. And that and that and that record isn't played out all the way yet either. But so far things are looking okay. But if it was up to Biden. If it wasn't for the uh, cooler heads in the Fed, we'd really be in trouble. And a lot of jobs are leaving China. A lot of jobs are coming back to the United States. That's all because of Trump. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. And finally, I want to say, as far as the work visas go, if they get control of the House and the presidency again, that's going to be the new – that's going to be your – new stab at uh, immigration reform. What they'll do is say, if you're here and you got a work visa, you know what? You're as good as here forever. You're, you're, you don't ever have to leave again. You're a citizen now. That's what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna float a trial balloon. Wait, mark my words. That's the next progressive step. I said that as soon as I, I said it. And, uh, you know, I got a text message. Joe from Trips Park said, I don't think it's a coincidence. More and more resorts like Great Wolf Lodge are building work here, stay here rooms which are tailor-made for the immigration, which are tailor-made for the immigration workers, all while push being made to give illegals working permits. 
you know, I, I didn't think of that, but Joe from Trips Park brings up a great uh, thing there because, you know, these resorts are building places for their workers to stay now. Hey, well, there's nothing wrong with I, I mean, when I was younger, I worked with a construction crew. We built a, a camp for migrants out in Sweet Valley. Uh, they, they built, uh, they, for the people that took care of the tomato farms. And they're great workers, great people. They they came and seasonally and left. You know, there wasn't an issue then. Yes, like fix the system. That our representatives, our, our elected officials, should fix the system and give legal avenues for these people to come here, not this free for all that we have now. Joe, I That's appreciate it. you. It's a free for all. I appreciate you, yep. call, Joe. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. It's uh, four forty-two here at WIK. We'll be back with the traffic and weather in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 447. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. I'm going to get to Lorraine from Hazleton in just a minute. I have to read this text. Uh, it troubled me, and I, I replied that, I, you know, I surely hope not, my friend. I'm glad I'm 75 and ailing. I wouldn't have to watch much longer what used to be my country in the process of disintegrating what does being an American citizen mean? I believe you get to be a sucker for the elite in the political, judicial, educational, medical, and news media worlds. You get to be used by the bureaucracies to grow their cash cows. My only response is I surely hope not, my friend. If not, I hope not for long. We need to take this country back. There's someone who's lived on this Earth on this country for 75 years says he's ailing, he or she is ailing, and that's the that's uh, their view at this point. Can't send them out like that. We need to do better here. Lorraine from Hazleton with her courage poem. Lorraine, how are you today? Oh, I'm hanging in just about. I'll tell you, I used to, my, you know, my mother and I used to talk, and she'd say, to me and to other people, you know, it's not the world, Lorraine, it's the, it's the people. But I'll tell you, Rob, the way things are these days is so disheartening. Uh, so anyway, so that's why... Well, we're fighting I, back each day, Lorraine. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you have bad health, which mine isn't the best either, you know, you got to just keep on going forward, and it's hard. One step forward, two steps back, but as long as we could go on. So with that in mind, I wrote this poem a while ago, but it's called Courage Interspersed with Fear. Our paths in life are not always smooth. In fact, they may become very rough. Sometimes our patience can wear pretty thin, even if we perceive ourselves as rather tough. We should look to our Lord for help because he is our one true friend. No matter how much we may let him down, his love for us will never end. Please try and persevere throughout each day when all of your trials come along. If you keep on marching forward, you may find yourselves becoming strong. Remember that courage is not necessarily the absence of fear. But quite often, it's facing your problems head on. For how do you know if you haven't tried, whether you've lost the battle or won? Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
just the way uh, I'd, I'd like to go into the weekend. I think we all need a little more courage, don't you think? Yeah, and like I said, how many times, I'll speak for myself, I've done things that I thought I would never be able to do or go through. But that's why I, I guess even in the past I thought of this poem. You know, it's not necessarily the absence of fear when you have courage. You, you just go on, and even though you're afraid. No, I talked. Uh, I talked Monday on uh, the 9/11 anniversary about yeah. that. that yeah. You know, I, I've I've been privileged to be around heroes uh, quite a lot, but there are heroes all around us. Like I said, my daughter yes. was a type one diabetic, fighting fighting for it from it since she was in kindergarten. You yes. know, Nikki's niece, you know, battling cancer. I know. Uh, you know, going forward, doing everything she can to fight and survive and, and move forward in her life and grow up to be, you know, a, a produ- producing adult in, in our society. You know to to people all around us, to you yourself with the medical issues you've had, you know, calling uh-huh. the show every day and giving us your poems and giving us your insight. Uh, you know, those are heroes all around us, and we do have them all around us. To the single mom who raises kids to make sure they get a good education, works two and three jobs to make sure they have everything they need, they're all around us, Lorraine. We just need to take the time to look for them and see them. And believe me, I do. And, you know, a lot of times I feel like, eh, why bother? You know, sometimes you get discouraged, and I could hear my mother's little voice saying, "No, Lorraine, you call, you call." <laughs> you know, so I I listen to her. <laughs> well, it sounds good. I hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend, Lorraine. Thank you. You too. Take care. Thank you. You too. Uh, I like when Lorraine calls. She uh, she cheers up my day. I hope she cheers up your day. The poems are nice. A nice, nice change of pace uh, for the things that some of the things we talk about here. I try and keep Fridays light. Um, you know, for, today's not one of them. You know, we're all dealing. Every Friday can't be light. You know, I try to go out on a high note for the weekend, but um, you know, we're going through a lot here in our society, and I think, unfortunately, hopefully, it takes a break for the holidays. I'm really looking forward to enjoying these holidays um, coming up. I, I I know you guys are. You know, it's a good time of year. It's a great time of year here in Northeast Pennsylvania, uh, with the fall season coming. Lots to do. Lots of time to spend doing them, you know, raking those leaves if you don't get them, if you get them all, uh, you know, all the fun things, right? It's uh, 4.52 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 4.47. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. I'm going to get to Lorraine from Hazleton in just a minute. I have to read this text. Uh it troubled me, and I, I replied that, I, you know, I surely hope not, my friend. I'm glad I'm 75 and ailing. I wouldn't have to watch much longer what used to be my country in the process of disintegrating. What does being an American citizen mean? I believe you get to be a sucker for the elite in the political, judicial, educational, medical, and news media worlds. You get to be used by the bureaucracies to grow their cash cows. My only response is I surely hope not, my friend. If not, I hope not for long. We need to take this country back. There's someone who's lived on this earth, on this country for 75 years, says he's ailing, he or she is ailing, and that's that's, uh, their view at this point. Can't send them out like that. We need to do better here. Lorraine from Hazleton with her courage poem. Lorraine, how are you today? Oh, I'm hanging in just about. I'll tell you, 
I used to, my, you know, my mother and I used to talk, and she'd say to me and to other people, you know, it's not the world, Lorraine, it's the, it's the people. But I'll tell you, Rob, the way things are these days is so disheartening. Uh, so anyway, so that's why... Well, we're fighting I, back each day, Lorraine. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you have bad health, which mine isn't the best either, you know, you got to just keep on going forward, and it's hard. One step forward, two steps back, but as long as we could go on. So with that in mind, I wrote this poem a while ago, but it's called Courage Interspersed with Fear. Our paths in life are not always smooth. In fact, they may become very rough. Sometimes our patience can wear pretty thin, even if we perceive ourselves as rather tough. We should look to our Lord for help because he is our one true friend. No matter how much we may let him down, his love for us will never end. Please try and persevere throughout each day when all of your trials come along. If you keep on marching forward, you may find yourselves becoming strong. Remember that courage is not necessarily the absence of fear, but quite often it's facing your problems head on. For how do you know if you haven't tried, whether you've lost the battle or won? Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just the way uh, I'd, I'd like to go into the weekend. I think we all need a little more courage, don't you think? Yeah, and like I said, how many times, I'll speak for myself, I've done things that I thought I would never be able to do or go through. But that's why I, I guess even in the past I thought of this poem. You know, it's not necessarily the absence of fear when you have courage. You, you just go on, and even though you're afraid. No, I talked. Uh, I talked Monday on uh, the 9/11 anniversary about yeah. that. that yeah. You know, I, I've I've been privileged to be around heroes uh, quite a lot, but there are heroes all around us. Like I said, my daughter yeah. was a type one diabetic, fighting fighting for it from it since she was in kindergarten. You know, Nikki's niece, you know, battling cancer. I know. Uh, you know, going forward, doing everything she can to fight and survive and, and move forward in her life and grow up to be, you know, a, a producing adult in, in our society. You know to to people all around us, to you yourself with the medical issues you've had, you know, calling uh -huh. the show every day and giving us your poems and giving us your insight. Uh, you know, those are heroes all around us, and we do have them all around us. To the single mom who raises kids to make sure they get a good education, works two and three jobs to make sure they have everything they need, they're all around us, Lorraine. We just need to take the time to look for them and see them. And believe me, I do. And, you know, a lot of times I feel like, eh, why bother? You know, sometimes you get discouraged, and I could hear my mother's little voice saying, no, Lorraine, you call, you call, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I, I listen to her. <laughs> well, it sounds good. I hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend, Lorraine. Thank you. You too. Take care. Thank you. You too. Uh, I like when Lorraine calls. She, uh, she cheers up my day. I hope she cheers up your day. The poems are nice. A nice, nice change of pace uh, for the things that, some of the things we talk about here. I try and keep Fridays light. Um, you know, for today's not one of them. You know, we're all dealing. Every Friday can't be light. You know, I try to go out on a high note for the weekend, but um, you know, we're going through a lot here in our society, and I think, unfortunately, 
hopefully it takes a break for the holidays. I'm really looking forward to enjoying these holidays um, coming up. I, th- I I know you guys are. You know, it's a good time of year. It's a great time of year here in Northeast Pennsylvania uh, with the fall season coming. Lots to do. Lots of time to spend doing them. You know, raking those leaves if you don't get them. If you get them all, uh, you know, all the fun things, right? It's uh, 4.52 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 4.55 here at the station, 71 degrees and sunny. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Jim from Hazleton on Hunter Biden. Jim, how are you? Good, Rob. How are you? Good. I have a quick, a couple of quick points because I know you're getting close to the top of the hour. But before I mention Hunter Biden, uh, this is the week of September 11th. Uh, on that day, I was on my way driving a tractor trailer to Port Newark that day. I was about 50 miles out of the city when the first plane hit the first tower. So um, it was a very quite interesting day for me that day. Oh, I'm sure. And so I actually saw the second tower collapse when I was trying to get turned around. But um, I, I don't think uh, anybody could uh, relate to it quite the way you could. But to be on a lighter note, um, I wonder where all these Democrats are that kept saying we haven't heard it in a long time. All of a sudden, with all this stuff with Hunter Biden, where's all the preach about nobody's above the law? We don't hear that anymore. No, because it doesn't fit the narrative. Now they're too busy trying <laughs> to separate Hunter from his his family. Uh, that that's the that's the new. Uh, that's the new tactic now. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, especially with these gun charges, because it really puts them in a pickle. So, and then the last and the foremost point, um, uh, I wish there was a way that the country could get to that we don't have Joe Biden run, we don't have Donald Trump run. I'm a Trump guy, but they're never going to leave him alone. They're both in their 70s. I wish there was a way we could just they could work out a deal where neither of them run and let the chips fall where they may. I would be good with that, whether it was a Democrat or a Republican. I'd rather a Republican, but I don't think the country's going to heal and grow until Biden or Trump is out of the limelight and we start to try to move forward with things. Even when he gets out of office, Joe Biden, they should just, in a way, just leave him alone. I, I know it's not ideal, but I don't know that we'll ever... They'll never change the narrative until we get away from Joe Biden and away from Donald Trump and just start going forward in a positive direction. Well, the the GOP is going to have their primary. I mean, Trump is very far ahead, so we'll see what happens there. But there's something unusual going on on the Democrat side going on now. Now, they're, they're not allowing a primary. The DNC has actually set up rules to where anyone who even tries to primary Joe Biden will be punished. But... The, the questions and things that have been going on in both the media and questions that people like former Speaker Pelosi and Jamie Raskin have answered, they've been asked very specifically if they have confidence in Kamala Harris being Joe Biden's number two in the election. And their answers were evasive, which raises some eyebrows. And then you have air places like CNN and MSNBC really starting to highlight Joe Biden's lies and saying things that aren't true time and time again. This just this past half of the week, starting about Wednesday, they started really asking these questions out loud. 
And there's a lot of people saying, you know, are the Democrats starting to look in another direction away from both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on, because just the second half of this week, there's been things that have a. Uh, that's kind of raised a lot of eyebrows with the way they're handling things. It's not the lockstep that the Democrats are known for. Well, yeah, the thing with that is just he's not popular, and she's less popular than he is. Exactly. Among Democrats. Exactly. We're going to have to leave it there, Jim. I appreciate your call today. All right, Rob. Thanks for all your time, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for your service driving those trucks. Without the truckers out there, uh, things don't work. America doesn't move without our truck drivers. So, you know, I could be critical of... The auto workers, I could be critical of any worker, but it doesn't mean we don't need them. It doesn't mean I don't want new cars, good new cars coming out there on the road. And it doesn't mean I don't I don't think that the auto workers should get their fair share. I just think it's a bad time for that.